0: You are listening to an RPA Production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present the Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. Whatever a man pray for, he prays for a miracle. Every prayer reduced to this, Great God, grant that twice two, be not four. Only such a prayer is real prayer from person to person. To pray to the cosmic spirit, to the higher being, to the contained, hegellan, quintessential formless God is impossible and unthinkable, but even a personal, living, imagined God make twice two, be not four. Every believer is bound to answer, he can, and is bound to persuade himself of it, but if the reason sets him revolting against his senselessness, then Shakespeare comes to his aid. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio. And if they set about confronting him in the name of truth, he has but to repeat the famous question, what is truth? And so let us drink and be merry and say our prayers. god my god my god you know it's been it's been i think almost two months since i've been on the air doing this two freaking and i say freaking because i can't say the other word two months if you're wondering what i was doing in the world of uh paranormal specters ghosts, goblins no i wasn't doing that actually i was running for office and uh Lakeland, Florida. I was running for commissioner, and I had to uh, take myself off the air, you know, because the FCC has rules that go with that. So, yeah, I had to take myself off the air. So here we are again on RPA, the Real Paranormal Activity Network. Man, so much has changed over the last two months. We've had a government shutdown. That's just in the U.S., They're going to build, I think they're putting some uh, kindling together or something. They're they're worried about what's going on in Texas. Uh, We also, uh, we picked up a new show on the RPA Network, Buried Secrets Paranormal. It's a video show, dude. Video for a podcast. Man, we are just breaking, breaking new ground here in the RPA Network. So, uh, since... We're breaking new ground. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go all the way to Ontario tonight or today or however you're listening to this. And this is my man Chester Anthropos. Hello. That was a that was a long long drawn out Anthropos. Chester, that's not your real name. That's no, not your no, real no. last name.
1: No. No, that's my um, that's my rap name.
0: So, how did you come up with Anthropos?
1: Well, I was reading a uh, a book on philosophy. I, I forget exactly exactly the uh, the title of the book, um. But anyways, uh, the term Anthropos came up, and it is referencing the anthropomorphic spirit of man so it is the the archetype of mankind if you will or the higher kind of program of what it is to be a humanoid being on this earth at least that's what i gathered from it
0: do you think we're self-programmed or do you think a higher power brings us to that programming
1: I uh, I personally do think that there's some form of higher um, programming there. Whether or not um, you think it's um, you know a a humanoid or personified being up in the clouds, I'm not too sure. I go for that, but I think that it's definitely some intelligence. Uh, going into the uh, the programming
0: right so you think there has to be something there you're not like uh, like an atheist that only finds religion you're like when they're being fired at in a foxhole
1: no no yeah I think um, i I think that mind comes first I think that in, there's some intelligence uh whether or not it's it's biased or or has an objective, I think that intelligence comes first and then uh things that are material based come from that.
0: Alright, Chester. You, you you're you sound like you're a very intellectual person. Now give me some of your background on this where you're getting some of your uh knowledge from. Because you know, you, you this just, just didn't come out of the blue.
1: No, uh well I- I mean, I guess not. Maybe I came out of the blue a little bit. But uh, mostly I I was raised a, a Christian boy, and, uh, you know, I went to Sunday school and that sort of thing. And I didn't really kind of get a lot of meaning from that. I I kind of just believed it just because it was the thing to do, and then I started to question religion, at the same time, I started to really question education, um, going to school and going to, you know, classes. And I was just kind of thinking to myself that there are so many flaws in the system and so many flaws in the app- apparent ideologies that we um, adhere to dogmatically. And I started to basically just think... Um, I really don't think these people have it figured out, and so I started to dig, dig deeper on that, and um, I uh, got into some conspiracy theories, and I started to see a lot of darkness in the world, and then I I happened to stumble upon, um, really it was it was sacred geometry that did it for me. I, I stumbled upon some some. Stuff talking about the Flower of Life and, and right. talking about sacred geometry and the uh, Platonic solids and and to me that stuff just really rang true and uh, I started to see um, basically the truth in those things and and I was like wow this this is really something that I can kind of Use as a foundation because it's like undeniable that that ge- the geometries and the, the the forms, the perfection in that creation. It's I I couldn't deny that that was real, you know. And then I I just kind of tugged on that thread until I started to uh, get deeper and deeper into um, spirituality from that angle. Um, started to read up on on tarot cards and and stuff like that, because I felt like there was there was a power that I hadn't defined yet, that there was like some sort of intelligence, if you want to call it god or or you know a spirit. there was something that i I never really in Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua.
0: We're proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every
1: last ray of sun. Live Moigua.
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems.
1: But I, I couldn't define it yet. So I just kept going and going down this rabbit hole. And uh, yeah, and the amount of experiences that I had during that search just kept proving to me and making concrete in my mind the, uh, the truth about kind of the, the spirit, truth about um, supernatural. Um, non-physical power and so
0: yeah. Do do you call this more hard data or would you say that's it's more of a philosophy that you've been following?
1: Well it's a little bit of both the hard data for sure and in certain experiences are you know were undeniable for me Um, but also the the philosophy always kind of had to come with it and i i'm i really love the philosophy of all things and so i was just defining it and defining it and the amount of times that i would kind of come up with a realization and then find that exact kind of concept had been written about you know ages ago
0: did and you it, did you have a formal teacher or did you uh basically uh, start reading certain uh, writers?
1: No, I, I didn't have a formal teacher. Uh, I... Um, and I didn't really actually follow a certain writer specifically. I, I did find Drunvalo Malchizedek to be very interesting, although I feel like uh, I've kind of moved on since reading his stuff, but you know, just bouncing around between, like, Plato and Socrates and so much so that I, I couldn't regurgitate specific things about each one of these writers or philosophers. I just kind of would see a, see a thing and just be like, yeah, I understand that. Like instantly I understand it. The, the thing that they're saying or the philosophy they're, they're describing.
0: So when you were talking about, uh, tarot is that your form of uh, divination that you uh, practice
1: yeah yeah i uh, i I really like that um, and I really respect other forms of divination and I I just I guess I just kind of uh, am used to it personally using that um, that venue of
0: divination what kind of deck you use i
1: um, I have a few, actually. I mostly I use three, and uh, when I'm doing a reading for somebody, I'll I'll uh, ask them, you know, one of three numbers, or I'll I'll kind of give them a chance to choose out of those three without showing them. Right. So I'll kind of allow them to trust their instinct on it. Um, but the my favorite is the Wild Unknown deck.
0: I don't think I've seen that one. how does that one look like?
1: It's uh it's very nice uh illustrations. It's mostly just nature and and animals. Um very heavy use of black and white right. with uh, uh colors kind of put in strategically. Um very simple but very like profound,
0: I think. Yeah, I I still use the rider weight because it, mm-hmm. it's it's i ha- i've had other decks but then when i look at a card all i i gotta translate that back to my mind what the rider weight looks like and yeah. that's that's but most of the symbols are on the cards themselves that you're looking for but it's just i'm always it's like translating french into japanese to understand it in english so i'm like Why well, you know it looks nice having different decks but uh mm-hmm. actually i have a flawed deck My, uh, that I really like because, uh, it's like the Native American belief, you know, only God's perfect and there has to be a flaw mark in their artwork. And, uh, and my, uh, my deck doesn't have a, uh, doesn't have, uh, doesn't have a fool. The fool is a blank card. That it, and when I was giving it to as a gift, they were like, well, the fool's not there. It's a blank card. I'm like, that means even more. I love the deck even more that way. So, that is cool. Yeah. So yeah, because you know, it just it gives it deep more of a deeper meaning because I already know what the fool means, and uh, and that's the beginning of the story, and that's the beginning of a journey. Uh, hey, let's talk about some dreams. Let's talk a little bit about dreams. So, okay. uh, how are your dreams? Are your dreams very vivid? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I think they are. Uh, sometimes, bounces back and forth often. But, yeah.
0: What do you see mostly uh, lately in your dreams?
1: Oh, I don't know. Lately, it's really quite random. I'd say the most common dream I've ever had, though, in my whole entire life. I only say that because I had one recently, really recently. Oh, well, talk about it. Is uh, zombie dream.
0: No, <laughs> you'd have yeah. the first person to tell me they've had zombie dreams, so tell me about this how'd this go
1: well usually i'm I'm just in a you know in a scenario post apocalyptic sometimes with like a group of people, and then some some siren will go off in my head or or I'll just instinctively know that there's a horde of zombies approaching, and then I usually kind of scamper to try and find the cl- closest weapon. And, uh, it's, it's really quite annoying because whenever I find a gun, it's never loaded and it never works. So I'll usually find like a bat or something, you know, just try and survive. Um, sometimes it's really quite fun though. I mean, I, I Get this weird kind of guilty pleasure and kind of beating up zombies, I think.
0: (laughs) How about a dream within a dream? Have you ever dreamed and uh, thought you woke up and you're still actually within your dream?
1: No, I can't say that I have had that.
0: Okay, how about controlling your dreams?
1: Yeah, yeah, those are fun. Um, Usually I kind of goes into i either take it and i just start flying around right or uh i'll get like telekinetic abilities and i'll start like kind of picking up objects and trying to throw things as far as i can and try to pick up huge big objects is like harder in the dream it's weird because it's like you can feel the muscle i feel when that's how ha- it's like a mental muscle it's weird. It's like I have to concentrate and exert this non-existent muscle in order to do complex things in my dream.
0: What about you your, know, like, well, what about, uh, you write poetry, right? Because you're, mm-hmm. uh, you do your rap thing. And, uh, does some of your poetry translate coming from your dreams
1: Uh, I think a little bit, yes. Um, like, uh, a lot of my rap is basically about self-empowerment, and it's about, um, kind of finding your own, your spark, you know, your divine essence, and, and using that as, as kind of like your superpower. Right. I kind of like create an imagery around um, kind of spiritual empowerment or, or, you know, physical or however you want to define For some it.
0: reason, Transformers is coming through. It's like finding the all spark.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of, that's a good image too, to, to transform yourself and, and gain this kind of superhuman power is, yeah, very much so in my rap.
0: What about uh, nightmares? Do you uh, suffer from nightmares?
1: Well, I I really like nightmares. I don't know. It it's weird. Like I've always said this to people, but I like the bad dreams. It's I I it's thrilling, and I it, you know the dreams where you're you're dying or you're you know you're getting attacked by monsters or there's Like, I've had dreams where there's a whole group of scientists. I was in a sane asylum. They're trying to put needles in me, and I was, you know, it was terrifying, but I still liked it by the time I woke up, you know?
0: Did you learn anything from it?
1: I think so. Um, Usually it's, it's about me trying to basically, like, Snap some sense into people. Right. You know. Like I'm by the end of it, I'm like basically yelling at them to to wake up. You know, from what like what what wake them up from what they're doing.
0: So you're in your dream, telling them to wake up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. That 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 that's beautiful. That that's the philosophy. Your the, the philosophy comes through even through your dreams. What about uh, astral projection?
1: I don't think I have. I mean, some people say that um, when you're lucid dreaming and you get this kind of very uh, control over your dream, um, some people say that that's a version of lucid dreaming. um, But I I can't say that I've actually flown around and it being recognizable in time, like reality, so...
0: What about uh now this is a hard one because a lot some a lot of people suffer from this, and some don't but uh what about sleep paralysis
1: um, it's hard to say I think that I have, but it's never been quite as dramatic as some people do describe it um' cause I have heard some pretty yeah,
0: there's horror stories about it, dude. Yeah, I mean, some people they they think it's like something sitting on their chest, or if they're being abducted, it's just the stories just get really out there, and it's just it's 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 a horror it's a horror fest.
1: Hmm. It's actually quite interesting. One of my better friends, uh, I don't talk to him much anymore, but um, he had that a lot. He had a lot of pretty bad ones, and uh, we were seeing a, a psychic. Um, a really good psychic. Psychic. Uh, she's kind of known uh, um, around here. Um, i trying to remember her name now. Uh, but anyways, she said to him uh, that um, the sleep paralysis is you're caught in between um, astral projection and being in your body still. So the idea is that you're actually separate from your body. Technically, you're in full-on spirit form, but you haven't figured out how to leave your body yet. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, actually, I do. It's actually you're, you're caught within the realms of uh, coming back, and you're just not there yet. The, you're still with that uh, silver cord that's out there.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the, she's saying that because you're in spirit form, you can't move your body. Right. Because you're detached, but you you think you're trapped um, in your body. You're used to being in your body, so you think you're trapped, and you can't feel yourself breathing because you don't need to breathe at that point.
0: What did he say that he saw? Did he Did he... Was something around him when he uh, would sleep? Or
1: Yeah, he, he said that he was seeing, like, dark, phantom-like figures. He said at one point he uh, crawled. He, like, got enough ability to crawl on the ground, um, and his legs were still paralyzed. But then when he he, like, got to the washroom, but then he woke up in his bed, so, like, whether that might have been a hallucination, being like, the actual crawling bit, but, yeah, I don't
0: know. Wow. That's actually very different, something like that. This is a common question I ask. It's usually near the, the very end, because actually, remember what I told you about how fast 30 minutes goes? Oh, yeah. 30 minutes goes by very quick. Uh, let me, the common question that I want to hit you with in your philosophical mind and your ability to know things like this, uh, living or dead. If you can meet somebody in your dreams, who would it be?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I'd probably say. I'd probably say Nikolai Tesla. Um, although I I kind of feel like if I was to meet him, I I'd, I'd, everything I'd want to know from him would be just over my head, and I wouldn't be able to grasp a lot of the technology that he's got in his head, um, especially if we were in a dream state. Um, so... I would almost change my answer to my friend my friend uh, Lucas Gray I would I would probably want to meet them in a dream so that I could prove to them that this type of supernatural stuff is even real because me and him the, uh, we have debates a lot about this type of stuff and I really just want to be able to astroproject project over to the to them and
0: prove it you know or move uh some some stories i hear about people that do that they uh they just move something deliberately so yeah. when they wake up that they notice that that wasn't where that was supposed to be at yeah so that's actually pretty cool quick 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 other question you were talking about uh paranormal real quick uh have you ever seen a ghost
1: Uh, No, I can't say I have seen a ghost.
0: Have you Um, ever encountered something that makes you go, what the hell happened there?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, It's never really been uh, an entity non-physical, but I have affected things non-physically. I've had premonition dreams and pretty wild stuff like that happen to me, but I've never seen anything like that.
0: Would you want to?
1: I think uh, I think I would. I, I would.
0: You're kind of stuttering I, there.
1: <laughs> well, I'm a little bit on the fence, to be honest, about what I think it is, because I think most people think that it's just a dead, somebody who has passed, right? But I think that there's a lot more complexity than that. I think that there's that potential, but there's also the potential for us to create entities that we can see. With our minds, I think there's the potential to there being, you know, spirits and deity that are not necessarily human souls. Right. Um, so, there's a lot going on there. So, I don't know what I would be looking at when I saw it, right?
0: So, you're not really not sure not. even if you would be haunting yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, that's cool, that's cool. Now, see, I work in a... Uh, I work in a hospital besides doing radio. I uh and I my hands are like in blood every day and I, wow. something happens every day in the department and that's what really brought me to the realization and seeing things and there is something out there. There is something out there. And when it calls your name and nobody's in the room, yeah, you 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 it may, it wakes you up really quick and about I'd say like probably Say ninety percent of the people that work in the department, they have seen or heard something compared to the people that haven't. Wow! And, and it's just it just blows their mind. And I'm like, dude, it should give you it, it it gives you clarity because once you know there's something in the afterlife, it makes you live your life a little bit better.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So it gives well, you. Yeah, that's uh, like this psychic, um, Kelly Elson. That's her name, if anybody in Ontario want to look her up. But she Yeah, she talks about just seeing dead people all the time, talking with them. I almost feel jealous.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it freaks people out, dude. It freaks people out, some of them, but once you get used to it, it's a common everyday occurrence. Hey, uh, like I told you earlier, we're heard all over the world, dude all over the world here on the RPA network. And I'm going to step back from the microphone and I'm going to give you the total mic. Uh, if you have something to say, if you want something off your chest, if you just want to address the whole world in you know, in a personal conversation, I'm going to give it to you right now. So Chester, I'm going to back away and uh, I'm going to let you talk to the audience. Go. Oh, cool.
1: Well, I I was thinking about sharing a little story with you about probably one of my most crazy paranormal experience that I that I have had. Um, it happened in a hospital, and so we were visiting a friend of mine that had just been uh, broke her pelvis um, in a car accident, and I actually, strangely enough, had a a weird premonition dream about that happening the night that it happened. But, uh, long story short, I was standing in the the, um, the waiting room, waiting to see her, and I was with her family and her friends, and uh, I was holding her friend's hand, and, and I, I remember feeling such strong emotions. In my other hand, I had a coffee. And um, I The strong emotions that I was feeling were related to the person whose hand I was holding, whom I had relations with, and it was just a lot of awkward feelings. I didn't want to let her down by letting go of her hand, but I didn't feel comfortable holding her hand. So I was really just concentrating on not like the emotions were running through my body. I didn't want to be holding her hand anymore, but I didn't want to let go. I wanted to phase my hand out of her hand because I didn't want to let go with my muscles to show her that I had let her down in the, this emotional time. But I didn't want to um, be holding her hand either. So I was—I wanted to phase my hand. Literally, I was just kept thinking that over and over again. I wanted to phase my hand out of her hand. And in my other hand, the coffee that was in my coffee cup phased out out of the coffee cup and ran all down my chest and onto the floor. And everybody standing there saw it and they were like they couldn't wrap their their head around what had happened. They were like, "What the f- you're leaking there, Chester?" And that's all they could think because their brain couldn't register what had really happened. And I looked at the cup and it was it was completely dry. There was no holes in the cup. It even still had some liquid in the bottom. But about half the cup had just had just came out the bottom of the cup spontaneously. So I, I to this day, I have no idea what happened. I, I think that it was related to what I was thinking about phasing my other hand, about this emotional struggle I was having internally. But, yeah, it... it I have witnesses if that's what it takes to prove it, but it blows my mind to this day. Um,
0: Yeah. Well, what I learned from that, Chester, is that a lot of miracles are performed under the highest stress when you need to do something. So your mind was in the right spot and you were trying to do the right thing. And miracles happen, dude. Mm. That's the beauty of it all. Miracles happen. Hey, let me throw this out real quick before we disappear. Uh, Don't forget on Monday, you have uh, Aaron Hunter with uh, Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. He basically reads your stories back to you. So uh, you could actually share your stories about uh, your ghost adventures and uh, your ghost experiences. And on uh, Tuesday, you have Aaron Frail. With, uh, Aaron's horror show. And he basically, uh, goes through like, you know, horror movies, horror books. And so you don't have to really check them out because there's a lot of crap out there. And on, uh, Wednesdays, you have Terry's mysterious moments. He does his, uh, versions with, uh, different brain scratchers with haunted hotels with, uh, cryptoids, anything that's really different. That's Terry. Terry's the man. And every other, uh, Every other Thursday, whenever we're able to get to the microphone, you got the Sandman Lullaby. That's with me, Mr. Patrick Sean Jones. And uh, the new show that comes out at uh, the beginning of the month, every month, is uh, Buried Secrets Paranormal. It's a video show. So uh, make sure you uh, check this out, all you listeners that are out there. Uh, Chester, how can they get in touch with you if they need to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, well, I'm on Facebook under Chester MC Fierce. Um, I'm on SoundCloud as Anthropos, that's A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-S. Um, I have an Instagram account that's called Great Work Chester. Uh, that's about it right now.
0: Well, they should be able to get in touch with you, dude. Chester, hold on for a second, I'm about to disappear, and, uh, I want to remind everybody, hey. Be good to each other. I haven't talked to you in about uh, two months, but as always, don't forget, baby, I love you. Chester, I'll talk to you in a second. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you have been in the Sandman Lullaby. (laughs)